Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mindset Deficit. I'm your host Miranda and in today's episode I wanted to talk about the importance of your environment and the difference it makes when you truly love your environment versus when you're unhappy with your surroundings. But before we get into today's episode, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Mindset Deficit. That's M-I-N-D-S-E-T-D-E-F-I-C-I-T. And on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, turn on our notifications so you never miss the latest news and releases. And new episodes are out every Friday. So what is the importance of your environment? Your surroundings are really just what individually, you know, makes you you. In my life, I've had long periods of being super miserable and unhappy with my environment and also long periods of being super obsessed and in love with my environment. And then I went sort of, you know, back and forth between loving and hating my environment and thinking, gosh, how do I get back to loving it again? And again, I know I'm only 24, so whatever advice or knowledge I have to offer, you can literally... Take with a grain of salt, but I do think I've learned a lot and been in situations that have sort of advanced me a bit further in my life, and this is just, you know, all speaking from personal experiences. So like I said, I've been in phases of life where I've hated my environment or really just remember saying to myself, I really just wish I was somebody else right now because the thought of doing what I was doing every day or my job at the time or whatever it was The thought of doing that again for another day just really made me unhappy and sad and even depressed sometimes too. Something that I almost always come back to telling myself is you are who you surround yourself with, meaning both people and what you're doing. So I guess more so you are who and what you surround yourself with. First of all, before we get any further into it, I want to say this. It is impossible to expect a bunch of very young adults, you know, 18, 19, 20, even 23, 24 year olds to just know exactly how they want to spend the rest of their lives. There are just too many possibilities and avenues of life paths and jobs and goals and whatever else in this world. And I don't believe for a second that we weren't supposed to spend most of these years just kind of doing a trial and error run with a lot of things for a while until we fully decide, and I don't even think we're meant to be doing only one thing for the rest of our lives either. I think it's one of the biggest disservices that we as a society have done to ourselves to expect everyone to know and decide what to do with our lives so young with hardly any life experiences to guide us and then be looked at as lazy or unmotivated if we haven't decided yet at such a young age. And the fact that it is still pretty rare for people to go back to school or to go into a trade or to just want to do something else with their life further down the road, you know, like people in their 30s and 40s finally deciding for themselves that they want something different. I remember being in high school. My senior year, we were able to take some classes at the university that was in my hometown. And In my psychology class, there was this middle-aged woman who was taking the class with us. She was probably, I don't know, 35 roughly, and she was just beginning her degree or her studies, but I never found out exactly what she was going back to school for or anything, but I do remember a lot of my classmates talking about how she was so much older than us. 
nobody really said anything other than that, you know, just kind of noting that she was older and in a college course with us. But after realizing that, it really made me feel just, I felt proud of her. I don't know any background and I don't need to, it's none of my business, but I do remember thinking to myself back then too, like, I feel kind of bad that she's going to school now and she's going to have debt to pay off for much longer in life and she's going to be, you know, starting her career so much later than normal. Quote, normal. I think about that now and kind of just wish I could go back in time and think about it how I think about it now. I realize, like, this person has had enough courage and guts to decide for herself that, no, I'm not too old, I haven't missed my window, and it's not too late for me to do all that I want to do. I think that is so awesome. But anyways, back to the point, she probably wanted to change her environment or to change something about what she was currently doing. I'm not assuming, you know, that she hated her life before or whatever, but she wanted to do something different and she was doing it. Another thing, I remember, you know, weeks before my high school graduation, I changed what college I wanted to go to and what my areas of studies post high school was going to be altogether. I remember my mom and I both freaking out because I had already applied, got accepted to college for something 100% different than what I had just told her I wanted to do. I was originally going to go to school for psychology, like every other person who doesn't know what they want to do with their life goes into. (laughs) Just kidding, but I was going to be a counselor or something, and I'm not kidding, just a few weeks before graduation, I decided, actually, no, I really don't see myself doing that, and I originally just chose that because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I changed course, a complete 180. I decided to become a licensed massage therapist instead. It's not any four-year degree or even an associate's degree. It's a trade, and I graduated, and I got my first job as a licensed massage therapist about eight months after graduating high school. And I'm not saying that I was super passionate about becoming a massage therapist either. I liked it enough, but I knew that me deciding to go do that instead would not only, number one, be much cheaper than spending thousands and thousands of dollars to get a four-year degree in psychology that I didn't have the first clue about what I was going to do with that, but also, if I decided I didn't like it or if I decided I wanted to go do something else, it's a much better option spending eight months of my life to get that license and personally, you know, not speaking for anybody but me here, feel like I didn't waste too much time. It was the better option for me at the time, and I am a person who, if I don't feel like I'm in love with it or if I'm not obsessed with it, then I'm not going to give it my all, and I knew if I went the other route, it wouldn't be good for me, so I'm ultimately glad I chose what I chose because it affected my environment in a positive way and helped me to realize at, you know, a fairly young age that if you're not obsessed with your environment or excited about your environment, you should change it. I changed it, and even though it was super uncomfortable at the time, and I had a lot of nerves and felt almost embarrassed because everybody else from my high school was going into, you know, teaching or business or nursing or whatever other four, five, six-plus-year education, and I was going to do a post-high school education of eight months. (laughs) I didn't know at the time how thankful I would be for making that grueling last-minute decision. 
Since graduating, though, I have still found myself in situations where I have both loved and hated my environment, but it helped me to, I don't know, realize quicker or be more willing and have more courage to change my environment if I don't like it. When you get to that point of realization, like the first moment when you're like, wait, oh my god, I actually hate my life, it kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. But really, it's because you've been doing it and suffering through it for so long, you just sort of, I don't know, wake up to the fact that you're what you're currently doing or whatever situation that you're in, you realize it's not for me. And when you're in a place where you love your environment, it's easy to feel that. It's easy to recognize that. You know, you can call it inner peace or whatever you want to call it. But when you're truly happy with your environment, the thought of something coming along to change how things are currently going for you makes you scared and nervous. That's how you know you're in a good place in your environment. You're probably healthy, happy, and feel content. You don't wake up feeling anxious or irritated that you have to get up and endure another day of this life, but that's kind of the key for me or my tell. If I ever find myself waking up with just pure dread for the day or feeling like I would absolutely rather do anything else today than to like go to work or do my errands or clean my house or anything, then I know that there's probably something within my environment that I need to either heavily work on or completely change. And I've had to do that many, many times, and it has never been easy. Sometimes it's been so unbearably hard to the point where I thought I would never get through it, but I knew that I couldn't keep living like that and being in that environment. So I just had to, you know, really try and tell myself, like, yeah, it's going to suck during the process of changing this, but I know that if I don't change it, it will be even worse the longer that it drags out. And there's been times, you know, where I had to quit jobs with people that I otherwise really liked and even loved, but the job just was not a fit for me and wasn't creating or feeding into the type of environment that I wanted. So I had to leave. And the thought and the process of quitting a job is incredibly hard in itself, but especially when there's really no other reason to tell them other than basically it's just not for me and it's even more daunting and I found myself thinking you know it's not so bad I can just deal with it and the people are nice and I'd go on for another couple weeks and every single time I'd always come back to how wrong it felt for me and if something is wrong for you you can feel that ultimately though I did have to do the hard thing and quit and It really sucked, but after it was over and I got through it, I knew I made the right decision when I finally felt at peace with my entire environment. Personally, I think of it almost like a pie chart. (laughs) You have X amount of work that takes up your life and impacts your environment. You have X amount of your relationship that impacts your environment and X amount of friends and family and so on. And if all aspects of what makes up your life aren't giving you that happiness and fulfillment and peace, you will ultimately not have the life that you want and not have the environment that brings you peace. Even having one thing out of all of these things that come together and bring you peace in your environment, having one thing that is negatively impacting you and your environment, it will throw everything else off. If, you know, for example, like in my past jobs or jobs that I had to leave when I was not 100% happy with my environment at my job, it started to impact my relationship with my husband because I would come home from work every day and feel like garbage. I'd be 
well, cranky for one, because I just got home from not enjoying a day, my day, because I wasn't doing something that brought me any enjoyment. I wouldn't want to do anything around the house or clean, cook, whatever. And then that also started to impact my physical health because, like I said, I wouldn't want to come home and cook or go to the gym or be outside. And then, you know, it also started impacting my social life because I had no desire to hang out with or talk to my friends and the same thing with my family. It's like one part of your pyramid that makes up your life is lacking or faltering and the whole thing eventually just starts to come down on you and then you'll really be forced to deal with the cause of your unhappiness or your unsatisfactory environment. Feeling happy within your environment means, well, a number of things, but it means overall being happy with all aspects of your life. Your relationship, career, family, friends, and just all things that you interact with or deal with like every day. And if you don't find yourself at peace with all of your day-to-day stuff or just with all of your things that make up your own little pie chart of you, then there's probably something that you can look at and try to make a change in to further improve your environment and improve your own life overall. So try and find what makes all aspects of your environment peaceful and hold on to that because no matter what age you finish your degree or when you decide to do what it is that you truly want to do, the importance of your environment while you're doing all of these things is what will truly bring you peace in your entire being. So that's where we'll end it for today's episode, guys. I really enjoyed talking about this today. I would love to hear some of the things that you've done to improve your own environment or if you have any tools or tips or tricks that you've implemented into your life to improve your environment, send us a DM on Instagram of what you found that helped you improve your environment. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and turn on our notifications so you never miss the latest episodes and releases. Follow us on Instagram at Mindset Deficit. That's M-I-N-D-S-E-T-D-E-F-I-C-I-T. New episodes will be out every Friday and I will see you guys next week.